Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure that you knew that my online knee course with Lenny Macrina is on sale for $200 off this week. If you want to learn exactly how to evaluate and treat the knee, you're going to love our comprehensive course where we cover our clinical examination, exercise progressions, and specific information on ACL, meniscus, patellofemoral, articular cartilage, osteoarthritis, and so much more. Plus, you can earn a ton of CEU credit. The course is on sale this week for $200 off. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash knee for more information and to sign up today. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about building professional relationships with physicians and others that can help us all do a better job treating people. The Ask Mike Reinhold Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the introduction to performance therapy and training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash performance to sign up today. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. We are here at Champion PT and Performance and or our homes, social distancing still. But we have Lisa Russell, Dave Tilly, sweating in the sun right there. <laughs> it's getting warm out, right? Okay, sunscreen on. <laughs> you guys should definitely sit in the shade next time. Okay. Uh, Mike Scanudo, Lenny McCrina, answering all your amazing questions. Mike's in glorious air conditioning. I'm chilling. I'm chilling on the back. <laughs> uh, but we, we are here today uh, answering your questions as usual. And today we have a really cool question, as always, from Allie from... Louisiana, I believe it says LA. There's a chance this could be Los Angeles. We did we did terrible with our show notes this time, <laughs> but <laughs> let's assume Allie is from Louisiana. And uh, Allie asks, "What struggles have you faced, or advice you can offer when it comes to be building a relationship with other medical professionals, especially doctors like surgeons, who may refer to you and vice versa?" So. Why don't, why don't we start with that? Let's talk about some of how we build our professional relationships with doctors. I think we all have some experience with this. Like Lenny and I kind of grew up this way. I think Dave has done a really good job locally with trying to reach out to the other like niche doctors that kind of share his, his, his passion a little bit. So maybe you can kind of talk about that. And then maybe after that, we'll see, maybe we talk a little bit about, you know, who else we should be building relationships with, but Len, you want to, you want to start maybe like how, how do you start building relationships with physicians? Yeah. Um, I had it way easy when I worked in Birmingham because the doctors are right upstairs and they wanted us to interact. They encouraged us to interact. So I could go upstairs multiple times a day and visit them either because a patient downstairs was not doing well or give an update or somebody was seeing them upstairs. So I could go upstairs and just see them. Not the case in uh, Boston now. So I am, you know, not in a hospital. I am in a remote area, 20 minutes outside the city where most of the doctors are. <clears throat> so for me, it's now a little bit more of a challenge. But I think, I think once doctors begin to see that their um, their patients are getting pretty good care and the patients speak highly of their therapist, I think it opens up this world, right, where they uh, want to send more to you. And you got to take advantage of that, either through going with the patient to their visit, um, sending an email uh, to the doctor, 
specifically to the doctor. Try to get the doctor's email. And I know the, it's the, they don't always read these things, but you get the doctors that do. And those are the doctors you want to interact with because they're the ones that are going to end up giving you their cell and going to communicate that way. So we have a bunch of doctors now. Me moving from Alabama to Boston, I didn't know many doctors in the area. So I've had to work to get their get a relationship with them. So now I can text many doctors at all the hospitals in the area that we work with because they have like-minded uh, thoughts. Like they want to they want to interact with PT and it's just going to make the whole process better. Also trying to speak at conferences or publish papers. Um, and, and, and if you're not even speaking at a conference, go up to the doctor at a conference and just chat with small talk. Um, it leads to this world that you would not believe is an amazing world of patient care and sharing thoughts and sharing ideas, and, and it just makes everything better for them. So I think speaking at meetings, uh, interacting with the doctor, either at their facility, inviting them out to your facility. We've had doctors visit our facility and want to hang out and see what we had to offer and talk shop for a little. And it was just, again, it just it helps the whole process so much uh, to go so much better for everybody when you have that relationship. So um, it's not easy. It's the days of bringing donuts to doctors and hoping that that is the way to get referrals, I just think it's a bad idea. It's more of a professional level than just feeding them bagels and donuts at this point. You know, there's so much competition. You got to really stick out with your your services, your personality, and I think that's that's going to be number one. Yeah, I think you focus more on like joining their care team almost, right? Where you're an yeah. extension of them and that yeah. you're, you're there to help, right? So it's not like kissing up to them or bribing them or anything like that. I mean, those tactics work, don't get me wrong. Uh, <laughs> but like, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it's not like it, it used to be. I mean, you literally had people, I mean, back probably 80s and 90s, you know, we'd, you know, there'd be clinics that would make doctors the, the medical director. I don't even know what that means, but I'm pretty sure that means that meant they got a kickback, right? So it was like all these like weird things that happen. And now we've evolved from that. We've gotten away from that. Um, in our local community, I think we could break down our physicians into three groups. We have like the big mega organization, like the big hospital system doctor. They are super pressured by their organization to not refer out. Okay, so keep that in mind. That's one. Two is then we have the POPs, so the physician-owned practices. It's not a ton around here, but there's some, and they are incentivized to not refer up, right? So that stinks, right? And then third is probably just the, the guys that, that the, or the physicians that don't have their own physical therapy but are kind of on their own. And we have a few of those practices out here, and those are the people that we get most of our referrals from, right? The other people from the POPs and the mega organizations that are out there that refer us patients, you know who they refer to us? Like the super specific niche that we're really good at, the niches that we're really good at. So Dave, why don't you jump in from here? Because, you know, we even get referrals from the places. You can tell the doctors sometimes are hesitant. Like they're like, ah, you know, I'm supposed to send this downstairs to my PT department, but I really feel for this kid. He's trying to get, you know, drafted or he's trying to do this. So like, you know, I want to work with you guys. So Dave, like how have you interacted with those barriers with your specific niche? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely challenging. I think there's, there's two layers to me that I think are most important, which is like one, just, just be a good human first, right? Just like be a good person, be willing to communicate, you know, realizing it's about the athlete's well-being and it's not about you and you making money or you being famous as a good PT. Like, it's not about that, right? It's about trying to give the best care because you care about the person in front of you. And two is after that, you have to be a good therapist. You have to really know your stuff and you have to be willing to go the extra mile. And I think for me, learning from you guys, again, one of the best ways I started to really kind of get that foot in the door was really spending time reading surgical protocols and textbooks and understanding the surgery that happened so I could deliver better care. And I think when the surgeons see that you really understand the difference in surgical technique, not that I'm going to say, you know, 
what type they should use for a surgery, but like understanding the nuances of surgeries is important for, to give better care. And from there, it's just about, you know, you have to accept that some doctors don't want to give you the time of day. They're maybe not open to emails and communication. And it's unfortunate because, you know, it's a struggle with rehab, but at the same time, you have to kind of get over that. And as a new grad, I was a little bit kind of like, you know, turned off by that. And I was like, oh man, why are these doctors so kind of uptight? But then there's other doctors that we know locally who are amazing and they want to go the extra mile and they really want to help. So, you know, you got to kind of take your, take your uh, punches on the chin sometimes at meetings when doctors don't want to give the time of day. But the more you work at it, the more you just keep doing a good job and communicating well. I mean, a lot of this is word of mouth. Like obviously it's doing a good job, but like you get one patient who does really well in that special niche of something that nobody else could really understand because they didn't know the sport. And then two of their teammates come and then doctors, wow, like you, you're doing really well. Like Lenny said, let's, uh, let's try, you know, let's, let's get this going. And now we all have people like you guys have your elbow people for Tommy John. I have a pediatric elbow specialist who I love and is a great guy. I have a girl who's a little farther away and she's great with low backs and like spine defractors and stuff. And so it just kind of rolls, you know, the more you do good care, the more it kind of feeds back on itself. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's helpful. Like, like, you know, like with the physicians, you get you can't get upset if you you're trying to get a relationship with a certain physician and it's not working right and it always cracks me up right i mean there's it's like like what could be the reasons why a physician doesn't want to give you the time of day it's usually either like ego or they just don't really care they really don't care about their outcomes as much as they want or they just they don't want to talk about it but i will say this i have seen this happen and and i think we're we're vulnerable to this right now because PTs want to walk in with their lab coats and call themselves doctors. No offense, Trey. And, uh, and, um, uh, like walk, walk in, uh, um, like they, they, they want to like fluff it up a little bit and they go into the doctors and they try to impress the doctors with how much they know and that they deserve to be there. It's they, they it is their right to be part of that process and stuff like that. And you got to back down completely here and you got to put this in. I am here to help the person. That is it. I'm here to help the person. Let's talk about this per person specifically. We give physicians too much credit sometimes that they have this master plan in their head. They're, they have very vague like, like guidelines in their head. We can fill in the specifics of those guidelines. And if you could do that in person or call them or email them or talk to the PA like Lenny, kind of like, you know, some of those like, like strategies, you can fill in those gaps. And by asking questions and saying like, okay, hey, so, all right, so when can we get to full weight bearing? All right, great. When, all right, when can, all right, but when can I start this, right? And you're asking questions. The, <clears throat> the physicians love that. They like that way better versus you going in and be like, hey, here's a study that shows I can weight bear at week six. Right. The doctor's like, ah, you know what I mean? Like, no, you're going, <laughs> when can I wait bear? And then we just know some doctors don't want to wait bear till week 12 and some don't want to wait bear till week six. I made that up. But who do you think we're going to refer people to in the future? The, the ones that, you know, we jive with a little bit more. So, so keep that in mind. It seems frustrating at first that some physicians don't want to collaborate with you, but just remember, you don't want to collaborate with them either. Right. And when you find some that do, man, it's fun. Right. And you only need like one or two. And man, it's fun because like you, you talk to them about the people you're both vested in their best interest. It's really, really neat. So, um, look, I, I, I think that was pretty cool for the professionals, Mike, Lisa. I mean, do you guys want to comment briefly on anything else? I mean, I know you guys, Mike, you, you came as a new grad too. So maybe you have some, some advice from that perspective, but like, like the other thing too, is like, I don't know if physicians are the only people we should be trying to network in nowadays, but Mike, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I, I would just add from the, maybe from the patient's perspective, going back to your last point, the better that we know the surgeon and we know their, um, their expectations, especially post-operatively, the better experience that is for the patient. So it's kind of a, you know, mutually a good thing, uh, for us to, you know, work with the, uh, surgeon. But anyway, um, I think, <laughs> 
you know, if, if you guys in Alabama, if Lenny and Mike, you guys have the doctors like right upstairs, you know, we at champion, we have the strength coaches right outside. So that's, those are people that we're kind of working with every day. Um, and kind of building that team of strength coach, um, you know, sport coach, physical therapist and doctor. Um, so we're really able to collaborate with, with the strength side of things. And that's like, you know, we can, we can fine tune a, a training program to fit for that person's stage of their rehab or, you know, after rehab, and we can really try and maximize their performance. So I think that's a huge relationship um, that you should, should be focused on kind of building as a physical therapist um, is working with the strength coaches in the area um, and finding a couple that you really trust and that um, you have the same philosophy on, on getting an athlete back to a sport and then in, improving performance. Yeah, huge. So like, you know, and a lot of times too, as physical therapists, we try to like step on toes too much with strength and conditioning. I'd much rather collaborate with a, a professional strength and conditioning coach. So that way, uh, you know, it takes a lot of stress off me, right? Like that's not my wheelhouse, so to say. So like, can we program? Well, yeah, sure. But I'd much rather collaborate with somebody else. So, so keep that in mind. So there's other people, the strength coaches, the sport coaches, you know, so many other people, but, um, Lisa, have you found any doctors for like rowing, by the way? I don't know if I know the answer to this question. Um, I mean, one of the like top U S rowing docs, Kate Ackerman is like in Boston. That helps. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty. That's pretty. So, but I mean, she has, she definitely has a little bit of that conflict that we were talking about before where she works for Boston Children's. So like her immediate referral is like in network, you know? Um, right. And, and I know the PTs that she refers to in the, and they're great. So that's that kind of shorter term, like insurance based time frame, Right. And then that's where I feel like I'm the resource for the, you ran out of your insurance and like, let's keep you getting better and healthy. But yeah. Um, that's a I good mean, niche though. That's a really good point to address some of those things is yeah. you, you have to position yourself not to be competitive then with their in-house no. PT. What can you do better or, or in, not better. That's a, that's the wrong word. It's what right. can you do in addition to that? Yeah. And I mean, for me, the network that I think is most meaningful is more the like rowing community network. Um, right. You know, I'm lucky to be a member of like two of the two boat houses on the Charles. So two of the boat houses in Boston and so to be able to, for one, just like be around, like when I'm going and rowing and, you know, people have seen me previously, like they're, uh, I volunteer treating with the paranational team. So like, they've seen me like know my face, know that I like at least massage people or whatever they think I'm doing. Right. And then, um, <laughs> you know, so I, people just like naturally come up and are like, Ooh, you know, I have this like problem and can you help me? And then I'm like, yeah, here, here's my card. So, um, and then Otherwise, I, I'm part of, you know, I'm just part of the network that people know I'm there and I have teammates that if anyone's like, oh man, I, I've got this going on there, they know I'm here to help. And so being part of the community, I think is my bigger resource rather than doctors because rowers also don't need surgery that often. Like we don't bust things so much that we have to get a surgical intervention as frequently as like other sports, right? Um, so doctors aren't as big of a referral source, no matter what. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. But look, I, but that, but that's really cool. Like, so yes, we have to focus on our physician referrals and sometimes PT, PTs think that's all we have. But as Mike said, the fitness crowd, the sport coaches, the communities in there, like Lisa mentioned, all those things are, are all very valuable too. And I, I guess I'd just leave you with this. Like if you're a physical therapist and you have a passion about one thing, so let's say rowing or gymnastics, right? Trust me, there's probably an ex gymnast that loves working with gymnastics people that is now a physician, 
you find them and man, that's a match made in heaven because you guys exactly share the same interest level and they know that, oh, you get this, right? So yes, maybe even if they get pressure to send people in-house for some things, they know that like, like, and we get this all the time, like, all right, we'll do the basic rehab in-house. But then when you, you come for the recheck for the physician, they say like, you know what? You need to go see Dave now because he's going to help you get back to gymnastics. He gets gymnastics like nobody else, right? So find those people. They're out there. Trust me. If you love baseball, there's an ex-baseball player that is now a surgeon. There's an ex-rower that is now a surgeon, right? And they probably love working with those types of people. The more we can start that relationship, the more that they're going to also get referrals from us, that's their ideal client, right? So now all of a sudden we have this good dynamic and we're all working with the people that we like working with. So just keep that in mind. I think that's good. And you know, I, it's worth saying again, if you're not a good person, like Dave said, if you're not a good human, it's probably not going to work anyway. And be humble, go in there asking questions for the best interest of the patient, not showing your intelligence or your worth. And then I think you're going to have a much better chance at clicking with that physician, right? Like try to start a team versus try to say, you know, this is how I think the rehab should go. Make sense? So awesome. Great uh, question, Allie. Appreciate it. Uh, as always, head to MikeRonald.com, click on the podcast link, and you fill out the form to ask us more questions. And please, please, please continue to help support the show by heading to iTunes, heading to Spotify, rate and review so we can get the word out and share this, man. The, the, we really appreciate that. You know, the more you can share it, the better. So thanks for everything as always, and we will see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRinal.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeRinal.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.